Hello, good evening, welcome to the latest episode of Magic Cast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to a very special episode. It's our 250th. We made it past the double century, and then we're going on our way to a triple century. Um, just knock the ball through the covers for a single and raise our bat to the crowd. If anyone gets that cricket reference, it's all you. Uh, we are recording on a Saturday evening, about an hour and a half after the Monza game, where Roma travelled to Milan, or just outside Milan, and played Monza, and won 4-1. Daniele De Rossi did something that Jose Mourinho didn't do this season, and won three away games, and it's taken him three games, where it took Jose Mourinho 10 to win two. That's not a slide dig. I'm just pouring whole uh, cold facts. Uh, with me tonight, I've got Joey. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Scott? I'm good. I'm tired. I've already seen two football games today. One ended in a draw and one ended in a Roma win. And I'm full of Korean food. So it's a good Saturday. Um, we're also with us. Um, is Rosa. How are you, Rosa? Hello. I, I appreciated the cricket reference. Um, but yes, no, I'm, I'm very well. Thank you. <laughs> would, would, is it a nice clip off the hip? If the hip, is it a nice cover drive or a straight drive? Or is it just a, a dirty heave into the leg side? I'm going to go cover drive. That's a cover drive, yeah. yeah. Aesthetically pleasing. Like a Joe Root or a Virat Kohli cover drive. Aesthetically pleasing. Um, that's probably enough cricket chat for a football podcast. <laughs> Some people who've listened to this going, what the hell are they talking about? But um, I'm like that, Scott. It's been a good week for Roma. <laughs> I have, yeah. I have no idea what you guys Sorry. are saying. <laughs> it's all right. could... No, it's fine. It's uh, We'll leave it at that. Um, it's been a good week for Roma. Uh, two wins in a row. Um, goals, seven goals. Paolo Dybala scoring goals in the 3-5-2 on Monday. And when De Rossi changed it today, he scored a lovely free kick. Uh, Joey, I'll start with you, then I'll come to you, Rosa. Um, Joey, how is your love affair with Paolo Dybala going? Um, you posted a meme to me on WhatsApp, and I posted it on both socials of my own in the Magicast. You want to give that lovely... Argentinian attacker a lifetime contract um, but do you want to just spew your love for him right now? <laughs> I think everybody that listens to our pod knows how much I love him. I, I, I didn't think I can love him anymore <laughs> and he just I just brilliant. Another brilliant game. I mean people. he was being doubted to only be able to play in the three back and look at him in the four back. He's enjoying himself playing beautiful football and he's He's taken Roma by the reins, and you know the rest of the team are are keeping up. They're they've all contributed, and this has to do a lot with Daniele De Rossi's work. And if you get into the game, um, look, I'm always going to expect. I'll I'll just throw out the negative right away. I'm always going to expect other team to get chances. I I don't think De Rossi will have enough time to work on the defensive part. Like that's going to be a little bit of the struggle the rest of the way. And we know how our fullbacks are. So, I mean, there's only so much you can do. But at least, look, offensively, we can score with the best of them now. So even though we might give up chances and goals, I mean, we have the quality to at least outscore them. We we have now scored 20 goals in seven games under De Rossi, whereas uh, previously we had 32 in 20 Serie A matches for Mourinho. So it's been a massive improvement, really, and... Uh, I mean, there's nothing more to say. We talked about this last episode with Imran, how this was going to be one of these uh, tests to pass, one of these acid tests, as you call Scott. And uh, we passed it with flying colors. Although some patchy moments, I thought first half we were so much better than Monza overall, uh, besides their one chance to hit off the post. I believe that was in the first half. And uh, Yeah, George's header. Yeah, other than that, I think Roma were in complete control, got unlucky with the with the VAR call for the offside, which, again, still to me, I only saw that one frame. They didn't really go to replay, so I'm, the book is still out on it for me. So to me, Paulo could have gotten robbed of another wonderful assist. Um, but you know what? We did something that I really like. So there's two things we like, and I, this is the first one. If this was us a few months ago, that one 
offside thing that everyone was a little skeptical about. They didn't have the semi-automatic. We would have been hearing about it in the press conference. The players would have swarmed the referee. Mm -hmm. We would have been upset because we got a, you know, stuff against us. But you know what we did? We shut up. We continued to play, and we scored two wonderful goals at half, and we took complete control. We just continued to play football. No swarming referees, no yellow cards, nothing. That was such a breath of fresh air. Such a breath of fresh air. And you see it. They scored two lovely goals. Pellegrini has just been a different person under De Rossi. I mean, uh, people talk about Lukaku and Dybala and look at Pellegrini, how, how much he's keeping up with him. He's, he's really the third star of the team. And then Lukaku's goal, he looked a lot better today than he did his previous games. And maybe we're down to fatigue. We, we talked about it, right? And he had a good rest against Torino. Um, and because he had a good rest against Torino, he, um, he did super well today. Uh, he, he had a wonderful assist and he had the goal himself. So, uh, that wonderful first half, second half, obviously we, we laid off a little bit and then just moment of brilliance for Dybala really just sealed the match. And then going on to the second thing I like, I like how they fought for every ball right up until the end. So it was really wonderful to see. They were up 4-1, you know, it's the 93rd, 94th minute, and they kept fighting for the ball. It's just, it's a credit to De Rossi and how much he's brought this team even closer. I mean, and De Rossi takes no credit. He said after the game, he said this team was already united. So, and he said this team is, you know, getting into my ideas now. So this was wonderful by Romo Rawl, and they passed another massive test, especially with the weekend fixtures we have coming up. So I believe Roma are right there now for Champions League. I, I'm certainly one to believe that they can actually do it. I love your positivity, man. You weren't like this two months ago. There's a mindset you. change. No, no, I can't. I can't blame you. To be honest, I mean, Scott, I'm I at ease look. that we're scoring two goals a game now. I'm, I know that any game we go in, we won't always do it, but we can at least score two goals a game. Like that's the expectation I have because that's what they're they're showing me. I mean, Monza Monza's not a a bad team. Uh, I mean, Di Gregorio. I shared this statistic with you guys. Uh, Di Gregorio, mm. he hasn't given up a goal in 2024. He ha- he's played 10 or 11 hours of football Until without today. giving up a goal. Till today, and we put four yeah. past him. I mean, Torino last week, third best defense in the league. We put three past them. I mean, we're, we're clicking on all cylinders here. Everybody is doing their part. Maybe besides a few individuals, which I know who – I know, Scott, you know who I'm thinking of because once he got substituted, we scored uh, two goals right away and, and four goals overall, but I will mention names. But other than that, we're, we're really doing well, and everyone's playing a part in it. No matter who comes in, everybody has something – Everyone has a role. Everyone has something to do. And Roma are playing really uh, united and they're playing within rhythm. So it's really been a breath of fresh air. And it was just a massive victory today. Does his initials, or actually, I'm going to do this in the Simpsons way. Casmus uh, uh, Ristensen. Yes. Is that it? Is that, that- what you're on about? Entirely it. I, I don't <laughs> think you should see the film. No, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I went down the Monty Burns route to try and do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll come to you, Rosa. I'll come to you, Rosa. What was your thoughts on today's win? And you got to see the return of one of your favorite players in, into coming on in the second half into the, and was also gallivanting into the attacking midfield role at some point. What's yeah. the Rossi done with Chris Morning turning into a turning into an attacking defense machine? Yeah, it was it was um at a certain point I was like, what's uh, what's Chris there doing in midfield? But um yeah, no, it was an excellent performance again. I, I think everything clicked. That's the difference. Everything seems to be clicking. So um partnerships are working, everyone's working hard, as Joey was saying, it kind of got to the yeah, 93rd minute of the game and they were still pouring forward. Um, everything seemed to work. Again, of maybe a few questions about the defence, but then if you're going forward so much and attacking so successfully, then then it kind of does make sense that you would leave yourself open sometimes. But then maybe lucky that, that Monza didn't score that Jurich header. Um, um, but then, as Joey said, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, you score one, we're going to score 
three or four. So it's it's just it's it's incredible to think that this is the same group of players playing effectively such a different type of football and seemingly really enjoying it as well. And as Joey said, I think did said after in the press conference, this team was already united. I've just come in and I think he also gets on with them all very well and is, is managing to get them to, to play in, in his way, which thus far seems to be working incredibly well. Um, and, and yeah, I finally got to see Chris play because I didn't get to go to the game on Monday because I was working. And he did, uh, a, what, he got 30 minutes this evening, which is more minutes in the legs. Reverted back to a 3-5-2. And about two minutes later, Paolo Dybala scored his fourth goal in a week from a 3-5-2 formation, which Imran messaged me and started laughing afterwards. He just went coincidence in sort of, in that sort of language. Um, I was impressed with what Roma did. I was impressed with what Roma did today because the first half, as I only caught about half hour of it, they ended the half really, really well and clinical as well. Lorenzo Pellegrini, not Lucas Pellegrini, uh, TNT Sports. We spot, we saw you, we saw you, what you did. It's Lorenzo, not Lucas. Um, great goal. He's turned into a different player under De Rossi. And I saw a tweet which Joey may have sent to me, which made me laugh about um, a certain fan base calling Lorenzo Pellegrini a betrayer. Uh, Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I if I speak, I'm in trouble. And then there was literally not long after Dabala and Lukaku connecting, and as Rosa said, there's partnerships and them to they've been clicking all season. Just a, a great finish from Lukaku from a great ball from Dabala. Second half, Monza had those opportunities in the first half, ten, fifteen minutes. Roma looked a bit slow and a bit sluggish. Svidia getting booked for time-wasting after 57 minutes, which looked a little bit harsh. I think it was Carboni who was moaning. Uh, Valentin Carboni, not Andrea Carboni, who was moaning. Because uh, he moved the ball five yards. If we're being anal and a bit pedantic over it, referees should be doing that from the first minute when teams are, are time-wasting. But no. And then you had the switch of formation due to the substitutions. I think De Rossi saw the substitutions early which I quite like. You don't need to run your players into the ground week after week. He like quietly assesses situations and he took um, Mancini off because he was suffering with cramps and Pellegrini off because 60 minutes, job sort of-ish done. minute later, Dabala scores that wonderful free kick and we actually got a penalty for a shirt pull, which I've never seen this season. And I don't think... And then, Rosa, you put out a lovely tweet about Leandro Paredes. Oh, that was such a good penalty. It was just unsavable. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was also incredibly easy to mess up, I suppose, because it was going up at quite a tight angle. So it was an absolutely brilliant penalty. Um, so, yeah, what did I say? Not, it, Paredes, not pretty, but that was one hell of a penalty. <laughs> was yeah. to that effect. Just, uh, yes. Yes. I thought it was going over he, the penalty when I initially saw I, it. I, I feared the worst. But ah, so then he's, uh, yeah. He has that Argentinian, what they call it, is it Branca? So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about Diego Maradona recently. I've been reminiscing. So I've heard some Branca, which I think is what the Italians call Grinta. So oh, okay, a little yeah. bit of that. And uh, I think he did that with the penalty, absolutely smashed it or leathered it into the top corner. No keeper was saving it. But, and then probably with the goal of the game, I don't know if you two would agree with me, Andrea Carboni, who's not known for his goal scoring, I think that was his first goal in Serie A in 78 appearances. Absolutely batted that into the top corner. Svila had no chance of saving that. I, I like this from Svila he was pissed off that he conceded and it was in like only about five or six minutes left to go plus stoppage time but he looked really annoyed and I don't blame him but it was one hell of a goal it was I think it was the best goal of the game yeah the Dybala's free kick was also incredible and then again there were really good goals in this game I think um all of them um but but yeah no it 
kind of, I mean, it didn't come from nowhere because they were breaking forward. But at that point, I felt the defence were, were doing quite a good job of, of handling everything as well. Um, so it's kind of a bit out of nowhere. And um, and yeah, very generous generous of us to let him score his first goal. So I uh, I, I actually think minor detail. I think um, I think Sviar might have gotten a touch on that ball, just showing his reflex. I'm not quite sure. I'll oh, okay. look at the replay again. He might have gotten not enough. I mean, there was no way. But if he got even a touch on that shot that went almost upper 90, I mean, that's hell of a reflex from Sviar. But he was he was close. Uh, it just makes me think that Patricio would never be that close of even trying to stop it. And I, I like what you said, Scott, the detail of him being pissed off. Uh, I really like that. It shows a lot of hunger. That's the same thing I was saying about Roma still um, – Roma still fighting in the 93rd minute. Those little details, they matter along the way. But yeah, I, I'm in agreement with both of you guys. That was, I was, uh, that was the goal of the game for sure. I, I thought he was going to shoot it over as well, and he just bulleted in the upper 90. It was virtually unstoppable. But I'm okay with a goal like that. Like Those are unstoppable. Not much a defense can do. Yeah, you can come close out at times, but that was really far away. So that, I'm, that I'm, I'm okay with more than some of the other chances that Roma gave up. So, but yeah, it was definitely the goal of the game. True, true. But <clears throat> overall, good win. Also, it puts pressure on teams who are in fifth and a couple of teams who are behind. One is playing tonight. One who lost in, a, let's just say, in a crazy game yesterday, which I sadly missed. And I missed the chaos. And I wish, part of me wished I watched it just to see what Mr. DiBello was doing, and he's now been suspended for a month. Uh, is everyone looking forward to Bologna-Atalanta tomorrow evening? Yes. Draw, please. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Draw. <laughs> just, just need to draw. I don't care if it's nil-nil or 5-5. Five, five, it just needs to be a draw. I would like it to be the most boring game uh, possible. One that reminisces. Uh, maybe you remember, Scott, because we spoke about this. I think it was Lazio-Napoli, uh, where absolutely nothing went on. and it was Napoli, a... all the... I want it to be that the game for The worst game players. of football I have watched. Yeah, the worst game of football I watched in a long, long time. Probably since the COVID season of 2020-21, where there were some not great games, probably over here and... Um, elsewhere in in the leagues there was one shot on target in that game and it was a blocked not a goal line clearance but a blocked shot from leo ostergaard and it was about 70 minutes in and it was utter dreadful but we were talking about pre-pod i missed the game yesterday so uh joey the floor is yours because rosa said she also missed it mr DeBello causing chaos during that scene Milan with free red cards and um, I've just seen a clip of a former Roma player and a former Milan player um, shouting some words which you can see on social media to the Lazio fans about the refereeing performance yesterday yeah it was complete chaos Scott you would have I even I even thought of it I'm like Scott would have loved this type of match it was just it was just missed misreft by the Bello uh, completely, especially in that second half, lost total control. Uh, gave he gave a lot of cards to Lazio, so I'll, I'm not here to defend him in any way. Like they're they're definitely deserving of the cards they got for protesting for the fouls, but he wasn't giving as much to Milan. Like Pulisic was shit housing with the Lazio players, and he should have been sent off. And that's what put Lazio uh, completely. Uh, they just lost their cool. And that's where they took the three red cards. First time we've seen it, I think in a long, long time, we've seen that many red cards in a game, especially to one team. And uh, even afterwards, Latito lost his mind. He mentioned how uh, he's the upper echelon and he's part of the politics and he's going to uh, do something to try to fix this. He was even talking about having third party to come into ref because it's such a disgrace with these referees. But DiBello just, he lost the game completely. Um, for uh, for Milan, but as a Roma uh, for Milan and Lazio, as a Roma fan though, I just sat back and it was just it was fun to watch the circuit show yesterday. For once, it wasn't us. So, and Lazio lost the game and they lost three players in the process. So, it, it was 
it was pure enjoyment for for a Roma fan, but overall it was truly uh, terrible by DiBello. And again, I don't know why he still refs in the league. It's because of Juve, and it's because mainly Juve and the uh, the Milan teams. Really, that's that's what he's there for. That's how I see it, and uh, I don't know. I just don't think he should really be there anymore. Maybe Lotito's going to do us all a favor by um, revolutionizing the refereeing system in Italy. I would enjoy that, Rosa. You know what? As much as I disagree with Lotito for everything, like if he can do that, I would. I would be super happy. I'd be on his side, really, especially with DiBello and we know Orsato. Wouldn't that just, be something? Oh, that would be amazing. Oh. Me and Joey talked about Orsato last week with Imran. That was just an absolute shit. So shit, yeah, English got uh, shit show in the Milan Atalanta game where he gave Atalanta that dodgy penalty and then shrugged his shoulders, which I found very, very like degradable. And it was just, oh, what are you doing? You're supposed to be a referee. You don't need to shrug your shoulders. It's awful. Sorry, Which Rose, was the referee? Maybe it was. Yeah, it was Osato when it was the the game where instead of playing the advantage, he gave a penalty. So disallowed a goal, gave a penalty, which then. Um, oh, Roma Juventus. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that was yeah, and then and then he said when when the players questioned him after, well, it's not my fault you missed the penalty. It's that kind of attitude that is just. Yeah, Tammy. I remember that Tammy Abraham scored. That you brought yeah. that was that was good. You brought that up. Tammy Abraham scored. And they called it back and they gave the penalty. And of course, it was Veritu that took it. And they say Veritu never misses for Roma. And then all this happens and look what's going to happen next. And he missed the penalty. And then you're right. They had that debate uh, with Orsato in the tunnel afterwards. Uh, just discussing. It was really terrible. Like the advantage was there, open net. And he, I can't believe he gave that penalty. He needs to go to, he needs to be suspended. Hopefully refs a Lazio game and... You know, Lotito can do his magic on him as well. So those three players, I'm doing this with a Roman perspective and a Roman head on. They don't miss the derby because the derby is it. What is it? Is it the seventh of April? Yeah. Oh my god, it's that far away. We have to wait yeah, even longer. So it's a month. Okay. 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 We won't. We don't talk about that. That's a month away. But um. Guys, there is a the race for fourth and fifth, and Roma do play in Europe in a week. Are you guys more confident on what to what Roma need to do now than you probably were about a month, month and a half ago? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. how can you not be? It's uh, they're winning the games where I would have felt they would have lost months ago, or they did lose months ago or drop points. Like they're playing a much more modern style of football, which is what. You need to do to keep up. Uh, Rosa said it uh, greatly before. Sure, we're going to give up chances, It's be- but we're taking risks to score, and we're actually scoring. We're being clinical. We're scoring. We haven't scored less in Serie A. We haven't scored less than two goals a game yet under De Rossi. I mean, every game under Mourinho, it was zero or one. It was like binary, zero or one, zero or one, zero or one. Nothing more than that. So it's... I mean, how can you not be confident? We we coming up test after test against tough teams. You know, you have Torino, a tough Torino team against Juric, who's always a pain in our side after playing 120 minutes in Europe. And you go win the game and you score three goals. You come to Monza, which Di Gregorio hasn't given up a goal in 2024. You score four goals. This is the same side that beat Milan 4-2. So um, minor details are also giving me confidence that Roma can uh, prolong this and keep this going is the way De Rossi, Scott, and you brought this up about the substitutions, the way De Rossi is managing this and also making changes in game. So he's managing Pellegrini brilliantly. We're maybe a little lucky with Dybala still being healthy, which is nice to see, but Dybala, uh, Pellegrini is being managed brilliantly, took him off. You know, he didn't need him anymore. We we're up two goals at that point. He also made a tactical switch. Um, Juric was, you can tell he was doing well in the air. So we brought on our best defender, especially, uh, someone who wins mostly all the aerial batters and one of the toughest defenders to face. Plus we brought on Bove to help us 
bring more energy in the midfield because, like you said, we were slow and sluggish. So he didn't just make it to manage players. It was, I mean, it worked on both fronts. He also made it because it was a tactical switch. We needed Smalling and we needed someone like Bove because we needed a changeup because that first 15 minutes of the second half, we didn't look great. So, I mean, with the growth and the adjustment and managing players well, we're getting the best out of them. I'm fully confident that we'll compete to the end of the season for top four and hopefully top five. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think sort of, again, I, apart from the oh, yeah, sorry, right, football, right. Um, is the kind of luxury Rossi has with maybe access to more, having more players. And then also he's flexible. So if, as as we saw on Monday, oh, okay, so I'm going to play a three at the back rather than a four at the back and, and mix things up a bit so that certain players can be rested, certain players can come back in. Um You've got Baldanti now as well, which is an alternative to, to Dybala, should touch wood, nothing happens to Dybala. Um, but but there's a, a difference in the, in, the, in the mentality, which is what we've all been saying in the style of play, but also the, the player management and the substitution seems to be making a huge difference. And Danossi is also not afraid of uh, experimenting. That's it. We don't have the fear. That's great, Rosa. We don't have the fear now we... We're more is we're we're not afraid to lose. We're we're trying to win while not being afraid to lose. And we've said that time and time before. That was the mentality is how we were fearing to get scored on and lose the game. I don't feel like we have that fear anymore. And De Rossi doesn't have any sort of fear of changing things up. He knows he's playing Torino with some players who are not uh either a hundred percent or fatigue, and he makes a switch not only to uh, to accommodate certain players, but also he did it to uh, to kind of balance what he's doing against Torino. He mentioned after the Torino game, he went to a back three because of how physical they are. So having someone like their smalling and three center backs would have helped in the game like that, whereas Monza, they're not as physical, maybe besides Jurich. So maybe he didn't need the three center backs. So he's really good at making those adjustments. And that's where I feel we're, and we're still getting the results. So that's that 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 difference plus what we said we're playing obviously more modern and people and the players believe in it is really pushing us towards top four. I'm really looking forward to the end of the season, the running, because uh, I'm enjoying watching Roma again, and it's it's, it's quite aesthetically pleasing watching this side uh, in recent weeks because th- I'm thinking uh, Roma will probably drop points. Yeah, and no, they've like they're blowing teams away. Like Frosinone a couple of weeks ago, uh, the final game, which was amazing because they managed to win on penalties, and a player who absolutely had a shocker scored the winning penalty. And then you go and beat Torino after playing probably one of the worst first halves of football I've seen under De Rossi, and then tonight. You got to see go away to Monza, a team who's punching well above the weight. They're giving teams a lot of bloody noses, and they've just defeated AC Milan a couple of weeks ago. And they that was four two, and they've gone away and win four one. Uh, I'm really excited to watch to see for what De Rossi and Roma can do until the end of the season. And also, Joey, there is a caveat: our favourite other Canadian dropped us a message on the La Magicast Twitter. Going, when does he get the two, three-year deal? When does he do it? Oh, it's, I mean, nothing will be decided in the season, but he's looking like he should get that deal. Uh, I mean, everything he's doing now is just, it's getting better. The, their trajectory is going up. And you mentioned the, the team like Monza giving bloody noses. We didn't just come out of Monza with a 1-0 penalty win or a 2-1 you know, win with lucky bounces. We came out with a four-one convincing victory. It, there's really, there's really a difference. So mm-hmm. he's doing wonderful work, and I know it's uh, Theo you're you're referencing. I mean, he's he he. Yeah. We cannot we cannot say anything bad of why he shouldn't get it, or anything negative, or any con of why De Rossi shouldn't get this contract. I mean, he's doing everything. He he's he's putting us. He's shutting us all up, really. The, the media, the fans, everybody, he's doing the work. I mean, he certainly deserves it. Uh, I know they'll wait till the end of the season, like everyone else will judge it by the end, but 
I see no reason as to why they shouldn't give it to him uh, come uh, come the end of the season, why he shouldn't have a three-year contract. Are you both the Rossi sexuals? I saw that tweet there from a certain someone on, online because he's a Mourinho fan. Are you both the Rossi sexuals? I think it's difficult not to be. Um, it's just everything compared to... <laughs> it was such a horrible, horrible question. Compared, I, uh, well, I mean, you know, he's a very attractive man, but um, compared to, to, to how things were... He is. You know, just after Christmas, um, it was just, uh, yeah, breath of fresh air. So, And also, just the way that he acts and speaks is is also really refreshing the way he talks in press conferences um i think i said on on the last podcast i was on when he he sort of said i wouldn't i that he didn't like her to to, to blame individual players which is very different from uh, the sort of previous regime um and it, it it just everything seems to be as I said, clicking and going very, very well. Again, it's still very early days, uh, but if, if it continues, then, then it would be insane not to to offer him the contract. And I would also ask, who would you get instead? Instead of De Rossi? Yeah. Honestly, my only choice, Rosa, would be probably Mata. I, I mean, I don't want Allegri. I don't want Conte. I want none of those coaches. If it's not De Rossi, it would be be Mata. I, there could be coaches I'm maybe not really aware of uh, that are going under the radar. I'm, I'm speaking realistically. Like, I mean, if you come to me saying Javi Alonso, okay, well, him too as well. But the only realistic coach uh, I could see having success here that's not the Rock is, is Tiago Mata. So that would be the only other coach I'd like to see. Scott, what about you? Interesting. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think if they, if they reach their objectives and their goals, oh my God, that sounds so corporate. And I, I do apologize. Um, <laughs> if you hit your targets and hit your goals and hit your KPIs, sorry, that, that was very, that was very corporate. And, uh, um, they have to give him the job. Uh, he's done a wonderful start. Is 811. Uh, the draw was against Feyenoord, uh, but they won on penalties. And the the loss, the only loss that he has with Roma is probably be against the best side in Italy and one of the top three best sides in Europe, hands down. And that's against Inter, who were just and absolutely walking this league and killing... <laughs> Or at least don't drew the game. Memories. Don't, don't, I don't. Yeah, we we don't talk about slow goalkeepers and that. But no, I've been really, really impressed on what he's done. I think you should give him the deal if, like, he's proved a lot of people wrong. Um, you said Thiago Motta. I have a feeling he and Rafa Marquez will be in charge of Barcelona next season. Oh, okay. Strong shadow. I've, I mean, if we have the Rossi, he's got I'm those Barcelona ties. Yeah, yeah, that Mott has got those Barcelona ties because he played for Barcelona, um, mm. along with Rafa Marquez. I think cause my friend's a Barcelona fan. She said that they will probably do something like that, promote someone internally. And have Tiago Motta as well because she asked me how, how's Tiago Motta doing at Bologna. But I'm really, I've been really impressed with Dorossi, and I think he's been doing a stellar job. Uh, like tactical flexibility, which Rosa talks about, you can switch from a four to a three, go three five two, three five one one, four three three, four two three one. Uh, he's one games away from home, which Roma struggled to do. He's given a lot of minutes to a lot of players who probably haven't had that much time with Roma this season. He's given Asman starts and like given Baldanzi minutes, Hoysen minutes, Angelino, like all they brought in, Svilia, he's brought in from the cold. I wouldn't say he was, sorry, not in the cold. He just didn't feature that much in Serie A, but no, I've been really, really impressed. And hopefully from a Roma perspective, 
it continues and we get to maybe hear a Champions League anthem next season. Ah, we can the all dream. dream. We can all dream. dream. Me and Rosa could me and Rosa could go get could go to games. Rosa, as you live in Rome and I live in the UK, I could go to a game in the Champions League for the first time in six years. Since October twenty eighteen. <laughs> a man can dream. I will be there if they make Champions League. I want to hear that I Champions League thing, June. Is that I one of your corporate goals of 2024? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Well, whatever kind of goal it is, I will certainly be there for a Champions League game. I'm not also, I tend to finish Rosa, work earlier you... on a Wednesday, so it would be very convenient for me for the Champions League. You were going to mention, do you th- was it you going to say you'll probably hear the Olimpico louder than the Sao Paulo? Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Those de- those decibels will be going a bit higher. Um, before we wrap up, should we talk about a certain Europa League game? Because Roma's uh, opponents actually played today and they got beaten 3-0 at Craven Cottage against Fulham. With 71% possession. Um, Rosa, are you actually... Would you get off work earlier? Are you actually going to the game? Because it's actually an early kickoff in Rome. It's the 5.45, 6.45 kickoff. By a sheer stroke of luck, I am working in the morning. And whereas I usually Uh finish late on a Thursday, I actually finish relatively early. So I am going and I managed to get a ticket despite being British. Um, So I don't know. Yes, um, and the Roma ticketing system has this kind of irritating glitch. Well, it's not a glitch, it's something they've decided to do, whereby if you are a British citizen and Roma are playing against uh, a team of British team, um, normally it tends to be English in my experience, it blocks you from buying the tickets, um, even if you have a season ticket. So I had a lovely conversation with a very kind worker at the at the call centre on, on Monday, um, who uh, basically let me unblock it and, and I managed to get my ticket. But um, I really would like that issue to be sorted out because it happens every single time. I understand. It happened quite a lot. It's, well, it happened with the with the Leicester game as well. Um, ah, okay. So it's just if you when you put in your nationality, it, it says um, that people from the UK aren't allowed to get tickets because it just assumes that you're supporting you're your position. Ticket, yeah. Like, yeah, but I have a season t- if I have a, if I have a season ticket for this football team, realistically, which team do I support? But uh, but, but yes, it's a it, logic versus uh, sort of Italian bureaucracy. Exactly, I I understand. Like you know, they're trying to limit the tickets to uh, to people who are British. But Rosa, that's I was going to say that if you have if you're a season ticket holder and you you lived in Rome, I, I don't know how long it is. It's certainly over a decade, if if I'm not mistaken, if not yeah. more. They should just give you the ticket. There shouldn't be a problem. They should just give me the ticket. They shouldn't even make me pay for it. I agree, Joey. Exactly. For, for putting you through all that trouble, I think they should have given it to you for free. But yeah, so if, if there are any people listening that ever have this problem, because I, I, I assume it's the same for whatever nationality, um, you need to call the centre and uh, explain that you are, in fact, a Roma fan and then they should unblock it for you and, and then you can get the ticket. But um, you might have to be on hold for an hour. Uh, shocking. Oh, yeah. shocking. What was the whole music like? Because I do like listening it, to it was, music. It was, it was, it was uh, Grazie Roma. Uh, but, oh, okay. but then, but then, constantly being interrupted by telling me that I'm uh, uh, on hold, which which was kind of annoying. But, uh, but yeah. you are next in the queue. Your call is important to us. Yeah, in please English hold the, the line in English and in Italian. So, uh, yeah. um, how much were the tickets for the game? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, let me check. Uh, not horrendously expensive. Where is? The ticket bar. It also then went into my junk mail, so I had a very stressful kind of five minutes thinking <laughs> that I got my email address wrong as well. So here we are. Uh, 30 euros. That's really good. That's pretty good, actually. That's, that's, that's not bad. 
I will I will talk to you off air about ticket prices because my season ticket price for Swindon has been frozen for next year and it's £390. So I, I want to talk to you next year about how much you pay for Roma season ticket. Less. We'll have a nice quiet talk yeah. off air. <laughs> off pod. <laughs> but we should actually talk about the game rather than the, than the, yeah. than the tickets for the game no, as well. Yeah. Are you both looking forward to it? Uh, Rosa, you're going to the game and Brighton are coming off a 3-0 loss. They lost to Fulham today. Harry Wilson, Rodrigo Munez and mine and Joey's favourite bodybuilder Spanish footballer, Adama Traore, scoring the third in the 91st minute. I think me and Joey wanted him at Roma just to play right wing back role and just to run at defenders and just scare the living shit out of them. But are you looking forward to this? This should be a good test for Roma. And actually, to be honest, Brighton have had a hell of a first season in Europe. It's like a, a, a like a student away days. They've been to Greece. They've been to Ajax. They've been to Marseille. And now they're going to Rome. And I think their fans are just having the, the, an amazing venture in, in Europe. So they've been to Athens, like Marseille. Ajax, Amsterdam, and now Rome. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this should be a really good game. I think it should be a good game. Um, again, it's what's the, 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 the derby. Um, and it's going to be interesting. I know Brighton have also got a few key players missing as well, um, whereas we've kind of got everyone coming back from injury. So that, that's something that works in our favour. I'm always nervous when Roma play against any kind of English opposition um, through sort of the historical reasons of, of yes, losing to them. Um, but then, you know, beat Leicester and things, you know, I think we, we're going through a good moment right now. So I, I don't see as to, to why it shouldn't be um, a game that they can win. No, I totally agree. Uh, Joey, how are you feeling going into this? And after our favourite Spanish bodybuilding footballer scored against them today? <laughs> yeah, he had a nice goal. Uh, I still kind of wish he played wing-back for us, Traore. I mean, he would just run and bully at defenders all day. Uh, but on to Brighton. I'm confident, but a little nervous, if if I can say it. I know it's a bit contradicting, but... It's uh, we're, we're playing some of our best football, if not our best, all season. While I think Brighton are, are kind of struggling, and like Rosa said, they're missing some key players. We know Matoma is going to be out for both home and away. He might likely be out for the season, and they're He's also out dealing for with the season. Yeah, right? season. Yeah, and they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, and like I was saying, away from home, they haven't been playing as well. They they lost today to Fulham 3-0, and we know how good we are at home. So, again, if we want to pass through, and I'm confident we can get a win on Thursday, or, I mean, we can play a good game, and then we'll see about the result. If But if Roma want to get through, they, they certainly... I don't even think 1-0 may be enough. Uh, like a one-goal lead, I think Roma need to, uh, especially especially that Brighton is weak defensively, I think Roma need to do everything they can to try to get two, three goals, get a get a larger lead than one zero. But I do think they can they can come out of there with a with a good match against Brighton. Uh, but Rose is right; it's well, we do. I don't know if we struggle against uh, English teams. I, I know we do, but I'm always worried when we play them. They, they just have so much quality. Uh, the league itself, and especially Brighton, so it's going to be an entertaining affair. I, for one, is looking forward to TNT Sports coverage about this. They've, when Roma played British clubs in the past, remember when we played Manchester United in the COVID season, they did a 45-minute preview of the game. Guess how many minutes they did about Roma? Three. One and a half. Lower. Lower. Zero? Zero. Correct. Zero minutes about Roma. Manchester United did win that tie. But it was, this, I think it was the first leg, which they won 6-2. But no, I'm really looking forward to this. The two players that are out injured are Solly March and Matoma. Both big losses. Matoma is the game changer for me. He is such a class player. Like, 
I, I love watching him play, and he's he was such a joy to watch last season for Brighton. I do really like Solly March as well, uh, a really talented player. There is such a good core of South American footballers at Brighton, like Buena Norte. Uh, is it NC? Even Jao Pedro. Um, Jao Pedro's having a really good season He might not make the game, well. though. Um, Deserby was talking about how he might be out for two to three weeks. Ah. Uh, that's another big loss. Like if like Estupian is like my mate has him in his dream team and he and he just fawns all over him. Like I I'm a big fan of Lewis Dunk. Um because just he's such a good footballer. But like and Pascal Gross, like one of the most underrated footballers in the Premier League. But I'm really looking forward to this. This should be a good test and a good challenge for both teams. Like Brighton are not out of like European contention. They're only ninth ninth in um in the Premier League and there's still like twelve games to go. They are if they want to get that Champions League spot, they are like a whopping sixteen points behind Aston Villa who won three two away at Luton today, uh thanks to a late, 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 late goal in that game. I had that on in the background. And that was scored by an ex Roma player, Lucas Dinia. Yeah. But no, they're only just a few yeah, it was a good goal as well. Surprisingly, um, surprising what was on No, he got booked. <laughs> like, oh, he, got later. Oh. <laughs> he was on the pitch. I think he came on with a few minutes to go. Ross Barkley had a good game on what I was watching, but no. Um, they're, only, they're only, what, three points off West Ham, six points off, or five points off my United. Fifth may be a bit of a, a reach out for them, but they're in, they're in that, in that, like, Ninth to sixth reign in the Premier League, and to be honest, they've had a good first year in Europe. Like, like I said, they're they're doing well. But this should be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm going to be nervous as heck on Thursday. I actually have the day off, so I've got. I'm going to enjoy watching it at, at quarter six, and hopefully for a Roma win. He says, crossing his fingers and crossing his toes, but. Uh, Rosa, I'll come to you before we wrap up. The atmosphere on Thursday is going to be amazing, isn't it? It's just going to be electric. Yeah, and we all know that Roma fans can fill a stadium no matter what time of the day it is as well. So even though it's the earlier kickoff, it's still going to be sold out. Very true. Um, and which is not not related to necessarily the fact we're playing Brighton, unlike what Brighton fans on Twitter might think due to a misquoted article I saw at some point this week. Uh, I saw that so, as well. Yeah, 35,000 tickets sold thanks to Brighton Fever. I was like, yeah, but we sell out every game. So. Uh, but yeah, it should be should be a, a good atmosphere. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add? Yeah, I just want to say uh, I'll add to uh, the confidence for uh, for top four or top five or just Champions League. I think Roma are finding ways to play without certain players and they're not being heavily relied on one, two players to win a match. I think De Rossi's done an excellent job doing it. We're winning games without Smalling when he was injured. We won games without Indica when he was at AFCON. And even him coming back, he looks like a different person. He looks like he's more confident ever since he came back from AFCON and winning it all. We won a game without Dybala. We won a game without Lukaku. So we're winning games as a team and not as individuals, which is the biggest thing I think you can say because there's no team that will be healthy 100% every game. There are people that are going to miss games. It is football. It is part of it. There's so many games that happen. And Roma, each game and game out, no matter who's playing, they're finding ways to win it. So it's amazing, and that's what gives me a lot of confidence going into the rest of the season. Here, here. Uh, I don't think I would ever hear some positivity coming out of Joey's mouth in 2024. That's not a dig. You were quite, you were quite on the fence, but a mindset has changed you, hasn't it? Certainly, Scott. I mean, we haven't known each other besides another coach, I guess, like Mourinho. So, so you never, I guess, you never see me in the Spalletti days. But yeah. Uh, it's definitely been certainly a, a mindset change for sure. I mean, they're showing it, right? So you can't help but to be positive and confident. And just look at today, an example, Monza. I never expected a four four goals. I never, I did not expect it. But 
he Rossi keeps proving me wrong. So, I mean, I, I can't help but to be confident. Rosa, just like Baz Ball, De Rossi Ball's here to stay. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's all about the, again, not having the fear. Uh, and it seems to be working. And unless you're playing India, who are incredibly good at cricket. But Roma don't have to. So, you know, no, that's let's good. stay positive. Embrace it. Sink, let it sink in. That was quite good. I enjoyed most of it today, apart from about 10 minutes in the second half where Roma t- struggled. But... Guys, we got we had a four-one away win, and we've actually scored seven goals in our last two away games in Serie A. Who would have thought of that? Especially in twenty twenty-four. I think that pretty much wraps up the latest episode of La Magic Cast. Uh, guys, you can follow us at lamagicast dot com. You can find all our previous episodes on the website, and you can follow us on all podcast platforms. So your Apple, Spotify. Pop bean, etc., etc. Rosa, thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Saturday evening for you. I hope you're not ordering the McDonald's after like the last podcast we did. No, because you haven't told me to, and I've already had dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Don't convince I, get, I no, was convinced into doing it by Scott. Yeah, I was guilt tripping. I apologise. I've already had a Burger King today, pre-swimming kickoff. Uh, Joey, as always, thank you for joining as as always, and enjoy your food tonight. You told me what we're having pre-pod. I hope you enjoy your sushi. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Uh, I'm gonna celebrate a perfect perfect away win with uh, some sushi. I just I have family coming over, and my mom's coming by, so uh, we, I don't feel like cooking. So yeah, I'm just gonna order out and enjoy a nice victory with some uh, sushi as, as a, excuse me as a celebration. Enjoy it, enjoy it. I'm, I'm not jealous, but I'm full of cream food and I'm going for a lie down in a minute. Uh, we're all Dorossi sexuals, we're going to embrace it and then we're going to enjoy the win. Uh, we'll be back after the Brighton game in the week. Enjoy the rest of the week. Take care. Ciao. 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 Thank you.